This episode of the Jeep Talk Show is sponsored by ExtremeTerrain.com. For years, ExtremeTerrain.com has been providing Jeepers around the world with the most accurate and reliable information available for making decisions regarding the purchase of Jeep parts. And now they've done something no other Jeep site has ever done. Stay tuned later in the show to see how you can get in on this once-in-a-lifetime giveaway of two Jeep Wranglers to one lucky winner. Episode 53, August 29th, 2017. You're listening to a 4x4 Radio Network podcast. Who are you going to call? So when you want to call, you dial that number. Call! It's the Jeep Talk Show Call-In Show with Tammy and Tony. They're going to be talking Jeeps with you. There's no show without you, so call in now. Just make the call. Good call! That's one call now. Hey, everyone. Thanks for joining us. This is episode 53 of the Jeep Talk Call-In Show. Call-In Show, a show where you can share your Jeep stories with us. And sometimes we have a guest. And tonight, we're going to have a guest. I'm Tammy, a.k.a. Jeep Mama from JeepMama.com here on the East Coast and joining me every Tuesday night from the Jeep Talk Show headquarters from the grand old state of Texas is Tony. Hey, Tony, how are you holding up down there? Hey, doing good. I thought I would uh, start the show off uh, with mentioning. I'm sure everybody is curious. Uh, maybe nobody is. I don't know. But I was going to mention anyway about the uh, the hurricane-ravaged uh, coast of uh, southeast Texas, which I am uh, down here. And I have to say, I've been here all my life. I have, uh, I was, uh, grew up about 20 miles east of Houston and I've been living about 20 miles west of Houston for a good, uh, well, about 20 years now, I guess. And, uh, in this time of being here, I have never seen this kind of, uh, this kind of weather that we've had. Uh, and I think you'll hear that over and over again, uh, in the, uh, probably in the national news, but certainly in the local news. It's funny. I don't know that that we actually need twenty four by seven uh, local news coverage of the weather <laughs> on every channel. It's uh, you, you kind of get the feeling they're they're reaching for things to talk about. You know, it's there's water out there. Don't don't go out and drive in it. And uh, it's it's so funny. I uh, I actually saw a, a newscast where a lot of people were stuck on six ten, and the the lady was walking around and interview them. You know how it works, Tammy, where they they talk to the the folks and where they got to yeah. go, where you're from, where you got to go. And, uh, they, uh, they, they, there was this line of cars that was stuck. And here comes a JK, uh, JKU, I think it was driving by, kind of caught the cameraman right. off guard. He sp- swung around and the, the Jeep is splashing through there and it takes off down through the, the, all the flooded area where there's a stalled car out there. And then you actually get to see how deep it is. If it was six or eight inches deep, I would be surprised. And it made it all the way across. Of course. <laughs> These people just sitting there. But anyway, uh, I digress. So we have yeah. a, a great guest here tonight. Uh, yeah, I was going to say, Tony, who's that in between us? <laughs> yeah. I'm usually in the middle. Oh, that's right. Did, uh, did, yeah. you, did you know we were going to have video tonight? I mean, a- I did not. AJ called us and uh, he had video and I asked him, hey, you mind if we put that manly beard on the show? He said, <laughs> sure. Got the little brush out and combed it out. Yeah, um, so I'm just kidding. Uh, AJ, thanks for joining us. AJ is with uh, Lou Blocker, and he's going to uh, tell us about Lou Blocker uh, tonight. Uh, but first, AJ, give us an idea, give us uh, and the audience an idea where you're located, and uh, is uh, is that your point of uh, origin, or, or have you did you move there? I uh, moved here, so 
currently residing just outside of Reno, Nevada. Um, our shop is located uh, about 40 minutes outside of Reno. It's where we do all our production, all 100% made here in the U.S. Uh, grew up most of my life in California, different spots there. I've uh, been out here in northern Nevada for about three, three and a half years now. What do you, Absolutely. What do you think about the difference between California and where you are now? Night and day, and I love it. A lot lot slower pace of life. People are nicer, and it's it's just beautiful out here. I love it. How can you, can not, you, how can you not be nice in, in all the time, 74-degree, uh, sunny weather? Because you have to sit in traffic for two hours. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah that's right. <laughs> And your house costs three times as much as it should. Oh, I, I don't see I'm how sure. people can afford I, I, to live there with with the, the housing costs and the taxes and everything else. So it's ridiculous. Yeah. Sorry if there's any Californians who are offended. Nah, yeah. they're in California. They know. Right. <laughs> You're not telling them nothing. <laughs> and I'm not really that sorry either. I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> so, so AJ, what kind of vehicle do you drive? So my my current my daily driver is a 2500 Ram. I uh, love that thing. My trail rig at the moment is an 82 K5 Blazer with the 6.2 liter diesel. So oh, wow. my goodness. Yeah, you know, you don't see them around too often. It's a lot of fun. Um never going to win any land speed races, but it'll <laughs> it'll where you need to go. So do you you go um off-roading, uh, rock crawling, mudding? Uh, mostly just mild trail stuff. Um, not too much gnarly rock crawling, some mild, mild obstacles. Uh, that, that truck is not the, the most nimble. It's, it's a lot more nimble than you'd expect for being a big old hunk of steel, but not nearly as nimble as a, as a Jeep would be. Have you done the Jeep stuff before or, uh, just, uh, this is an opportunity, opportunity to have a, a diesel, uh, GM, uh, and you took it? I, I just really, I'm really into diesel just in general. So I'm actually eyeing the new JKs with that diesel in it. I was it. just going to um, ask you about that. That's probably going to happen at some point. Um, but I really, like I've always loved Chevy. And when I found that Blazer, I just had to pull the trigger on it. It's such a unique vehicle that you take it into a shop and guys are like, oh, so is that at the 350? You're like, nope, the diesel. And they have no clue what you're talking about. Because 82 is the first year they offered it. And I think the civilian model there was only, I think, five to 10,000 that ever made it on the road. It was a really low number that actually made it out to the civilian market in that first year. I always really liked the uh, the Blazers. Uh, I didn't have a Blazer, and I guess it's kind of good uh, because I know that there uh, was an issue, or at least I remember there being an issue, with doing much lift at, at all on them because of the front drive shaft was so short. I think I think that's right. Yeah, it's got a really short front drive shaft. You have to, you have to get really creative when you're – Putting those up in the sky. Yeah, but it was a really cool looking rig. The Broncos were nice too, but something yeah. something about the GM stuff. Anyway, I had an '83 uh, short wheelbase Chevrolet pickup. Uh, it had a 305. I wish it had had a 350. Loved that truck, uh, but the engine and the transmission were a piece of crap. <laughs> I mean, you know. Yeah, but uh, you know those things could be changed. But uh, yeah, I had that thing. Um, Four inch lift and uh, thirty six and a half inch tires, and uh, just get looks left and right. So much fun playing in the mud. Uh, I, I would not want to take that thing on the rocks. That would just wouldn't. That would have you know they're land yachts basically. Great for uh, yeah. the, great for flooding. You know when the area floods. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was um, when I was a news photographer. We had um, blazers. I drove, but they weren't lifted or anything, and I didn't know anything about off roading at the time. Was it the full size Tammy or the little? 
the little uh, the blazers the the, the blazer twos yeah yeah different completely different animal it's it's like the fca jeeps in uh, in real jeeps right so we are here to talk about lube blockers oh i forgot yeah not blazers <laughs> everyone's like this is a jeep show not a not a blazer show um so what is a lube blocker so lube blockers are gaskets. Uh, we produce differential and transmission pan gaskets. Um, we're a little biased, but we think they're some of the guess- best gaskets on the market. Solve a lot of problems for you, uh, both in install and on the trails. Um, so, yeah, we're, we're big fans of them. And I can give you all yeah. the fun, weird, goofy details on it. Yeah. So let me well, I know. L- let me back you oh, up a second. What gaskets? I knew about the diff uh, cover uh, gaskets or the diff gaskets. What other gaskets do you have? Uh, transmission pans. Oh, okay. So yeah, when That's- I um, when I went to buy my diff covers, the the vendor who was selling them to me, he's like, "Well, do you want some lube blockers?" And I'm like, "Well, what are those?" And he's like, "Well, blah 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 blah." And I'm like, "Okay, I'll try them." And I mean, I've never <laughs> a hard sell. <laughs> yeah, I'm like sure. Here's my credit card. No, but I. I mean, never having done changing out my diff covers or the um, the gear oil or anything, I thought they were so easy than squeezing that goop all over it. So anyway, I liked mine, but Tammy, when I, when we were in yeah. kindergarten, we used to love finger painting. Yeah. So I don't know why you don't like the RTV. It's because that's just yeah. all that is. <laughs> finger painting was a lot of cleanup afterwards. That's true. Yes. And yeah, the, I already had gear oil all over me. I didn't need any other. Oh, stuff you, on me. you remember you complaining yeah. about how bad the gear oil stunk? Oh, that was awful. <laughs> AJ, I, it spilled all over me when I okay. took the plug out. So, yeah. Good times. So, uh, AJ, uh, the, I got to ask you the question. You probably hear this a lot, but I, I got to ask it because I, I still don't understand it. Uh, both Josh and uh, Tammy have uh, told me how lube blockers are the greatest thing since sliced bread. But why is it that I can't uh, – <laughs> oh, I heard that you can even reuse them. But, you know, if I get a $5 tube RTV, uh, I can go a long time with that RTV. What's the what's the benefits between the lube blocker gasket and the RTV? So one of the first is going to be, in my opinion, just ease of installation and time saving. I can see that. Uh, so once you clean it up that first time, clean up all the old RTV off there, um, that's the last – time you're gonna have to scrape it or hit it with a wire wheel or anything like that um, you don't have to wait for it to set which if you're in a warmer climate not a big deal but if you're in a cold climate waiting for the rtv to set before filling can take a while oh. and a lot of people don't realize is that rtv if it's not cured can contaminate your gear oil um, so it's one of those in colder climates if you don't have a heated garage you could be waiting a while if you got to get into that rear end before you could actually get it back on the road Never thought about that. Yeah, I'm not definitely not in a cold environment. Yeah, well, that's, I've never lived. I mean, it gets cold out here now, but I mean, I, I never that never crossed my mind until a customer brought it to my attention. How that's why he loves it so much is if he ever has to get in there in the wintertime, it's a, still just you know a 10, 15 minute job. Um, so time savings is great. Another great thing is if you are bouncing off rocks out on a trail, if you were to be bouncing off stuff hard enough to get a leak going. You're not going to have to goop it up with RTV and pray it holds. So long as nothing's damaged on your rear end in terms of the housing or the cover being bent out of shape, if the cover shifts a little on you, you can actually loosen up all the bolts and retorque it. Nine times out of ten, it'll reseal your axle on the spot for you. 
Um, so one of the things that they were telling me was that it will help seal if you uh, like catch your um, your diff cover on a rock and kind of pull it back, and that yeah. will but kind of helps seal it where the RTV may not uh, be able to handle that. Um, yes, can't that just be solved with a better diff cover? cover? It could, um, but even I've, I've had guys with diff covers that if you shock RTV hard enough. RTV does get brittle over time. So if you shock RTV hard enough, you can break that seal on it uh, to where uh, our cast materials are fully cured and fully stable to where they're, they're designed to take a super high shock value to where you can, you could bounce that thing off a rock for, you know, forever. And unless you seriously damage something, you're probably not going to be getting a leak. So basically uh, what uh, the lube blocker itself is a flexible seal that remains flexible uh, over a long period of time, uh, heat ranges, uh, uh, cold uh, ranges, the whole the whole nine yards. Correct. Okay. Actually, we can see if we can get the video to pick it up. Got a sample here because I just always do. Oh, of course. Uh, so it is super flexible. So the way we make them, it's got an aluminum core running through the center. It's strong enough and rigid enough to, to hold its shape, but it's flexible enough to where you, you, know, you, can, you can bend it quite a bit. And it's still going to return for you. Let's see. Let's see if that'll pick it up. If my hands aren't too shaky, yeah, it's not going to work. Sorry. So it's got that aluminum core. That's just there for rigidity. Helps dissipate heat. Um, doesn't get brittle like steel does with heat cycles. On top of it, you got that black kind of rubberized coating, and on top of that, that red beading, which you can see there. Mm-hmm. Between that foam coating and that red beading, um, those both are extremely compressible. Um, at the, the overall thickness of these comes in at about 0.05 inches. If you were to be able to reach full compression on these, it compresses down almost to 0.03. And when that happens, that orange beading kind of just spreads out a little bit, helps take up any weird gaps or voids in your cover, any you know minor high spots and low spots. And it just gives you a really, really positive seal. And then when you do release pressure off the gasket, all those materials bounce right back up to the original form and shape. So once you put it on and, you know, you're using it and then you're like, oh, I'm going to, I need to take my diff covers off for whatever reason. Can you reuse the one that you had on originally? So I'll give you my fun legal answer, which is we do not <laughs> warranty reuse. Um, right. We can't, we can't warranty it for like a million reasons. Um, but I'll tell you this, everyone does. <laughs> it's one of those things. I think the record... I've heard at a trade show was a mutter from back east who had his diff cover open at least four times a year and had been using the same gasket for a decade. Wow. <laughs> yeah. And I'm not, let me, let me reiterate, we don't warranty that. I would say swap it out more often because it pays all my bills. Um, right. But if the gasket's in good shape and you inspect it, and honestly, the biggest thing is surface prep that first time around, making sure there's no old silicone in there that's going to bite into our top coat or anything like that. Um, you should have way more life out of this than you would think. So I would think that if you're, if you're concerned about it not being able to be reusable, if you buy two, then you'll be set in case it leaks. <laughs> exactly. You got a backup just in case. That's right. I mean, I think we all know about uh, trail spares and stuff. So uh, buy two. <laughs> yeah. Hey, hey, Tony, we're um, getting some questions in the live chat room. 
So I was thinking maybe we could scroll that number up, give folks a chance to call in, and in the meantime, I can um, yeah. do the mid-roll. Yeah, let's uh, just take a little little pause there and go right ahead. Can you put the number up so they can see it? Working on it. Okie dokie. You guys undoubtedly have heard about ExtremeTrain.com. If not, you're missing out on one of the best sources on the web for Jeep parts and accessories, from bumpers to bug guards, from lights to lockers, and everything in between. ExtremeTerrain.com has all the best for your Jeep TJ, LJ, or JK Wrangler. And now they're offering more than ever before. They're giving away not one, but two brand new 2018 Jeep JL Wranglers. One two-door and one four-door. A his and hers package, if you will. Or, if you don't, feel free to give it to your mom, your brother, or your favorite Jeep Talk Show host. And because this is an extreme terrain giveaway, these aren't going to be any bone stock offerings. These Wranglers have gotten all the full XT treatment. One is fully built with the best of the Deegan 38 line of off-road gear, making this one badass Jeep. The other is fully decked out with lift, tires, lights, and a ton of armor, all from Barricade Off-Road. One lucky Jeeper is going home with both of these sweet Jeeps. Entries are taken weekly. That means you can enter more than once. And make sure you get all your friends and family to enter as well. Just go to ExtremeTerrain.com slash win for your chance to score two amazing Jeeps. The contest closes November 15th, and the winner will be announced on November 24th, 2017. Hey, that's back Black Friday. <laughs> so what's that link again? Just go to ExtremeTerrain.com slash win. So Tammy, I get the feeling uh, the people at Extreme Terrain were sitting around the table going, "Hey, let's give a let's do a Jeep giveaway," and somebody goes, "Ah, so many people have done that." Well, what about two? Right, <laughs> early lunch. Yep. That's a great idea. Let's go to lunch. <laughs> two hey. Jeeps. Can you imagine? And, oh, I know. And AJ, I did, did they that. contact you about lube lockers for those Jeeps? No, but uh, I I'll have to I'll have to make that happen. Uh, I would yeah. I would call over there and, and ask them what the hell's wrong with you people? You, did you trying to do a good giveaway here and you didn't mention lube locker in there? <laughs> <laughs> so, folks, um, scrolling across the screen is the phone number to call in if you have questions for AJ and I know some of you do in that chat room. That number is three zero two two zero two one 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 zero, and then you punch in the code two one nine eight three five. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we are. I mean, the chat room is great. We love the chat room. We, you know, we love interacting with you guys. Tammy, a little more than what she should. And uh, but it's a call-in show, damn it. So pick up the damn phone and call. Don't be nervous. We love love hearing from you guys. And I'm sure AJ wouldn't mind too much either. Yeah, I know. I know. There's a. I'll go down the rabbit hole with technical specs that no one cares Excellent. about. Excellent. Yeah. Oh, is that? Or, or I'm sorry, was that the threat to make them call in? You're going to start doing the tech specs now. <laughs> we'll start. We'll start going down. We'll put everyone so, to sleep in about three minutes. So you're you're talking about this the lube lockers, which are for diff covers. Like, what diff cover? There's many different sizes out there, and does it work with any one? Like you know, Riddler has them. Um, yeah. They're all so, different so, kinds. So so long as it's it's a standard OEM uh, bolt pattern. We have most all the heavy hitters covered um, in the Jeep, Chevy, Dodge, Ford world. Um, most everything in the off-road world's covered. We're circling back around. Um, 
fill in some of the odds and ends for some of the not as popular vehicles. Um, and all those aftermarket covers are great because they all have really nice flat bearing surfaces, which our gaskets absolutely love. All those nice machined and fabbed covers work amazingly with our gaskets. Well, we've got a caller, so let's get him on here. Hey, CJ, Dave, thanks for calling. Uh, what kind of question you got for uh, AJ with Lube Locker? Hey, I, I just was curious. Is there any um, difference on the torque specs when you're using that because of the material? Oh, good idea. Yeah, so that's actually a question we get a lot. Um, our material doesn't require any special torque. Um, the more torque you can put on them, the more positive seal you're going to get. So... It's really just whatever your hardware dictates. So if it's OEM, just follow OEM specs. If you're using aftermarket diff cover, um, just consult with them based on the hardware they provide. Because um, I know with especially the Jeep stuff, um, the old Dana 44s, OEM torque spec was upwards of, I think, 32 foot-pounds because it used those serrated flange head bolts, which take a lot of torque to set in properly. Um, then if you go with an aftermarket cover, they may be giving you a grade 5 bolt which is going to snap on you at about 20, 25 foot pounds. <laughs> right. So it's one of those. We used to actually include the OEM torque specs on all our packaging. We had to remove that because when you throw it on with aftermarket hardware, it all goes out the window. Right. So in short, it doesn't take any special torque. Uh, biggest thing for our gaskets is using either a star or crisscross pattern when you're tightening it up just to make sure you get even torque across the entire face of the gasket. Okay, because I, I was... Uh looking at them and i actually installed one i just used the factory spec on it and it seems to be holding fine but i was looking at your uh the way you make them i didn't know if they required more or less it, yeah it just seemed now, different to me now the the more torque you can put on them in theory it's going to help compress the gasket a little more um so you might get a better seal but don't over torque over whatever the hardware is going to dictate i mean because our transmission pans most of those transmission pans only get torqued down about 15 foot-pounds max, and those those hold up great as well. Okay. Sounds good. Thanks. Thanks for calling awesome. in, Dave. Thank you, Dave. Thank so you, you very much. So the transmission pan uh, has me uh, has me interested. I know that uh, you have to be really careful with those transmission pans, at least on the AW4, uh, and I suspect others, uh, that you don't want to misshape in it uh, because it will leak. I would, uh, I would well, I guess my, my question is here, does the – Lube blocker help uh, resolve that issue to to a point. I, I mean, you can bend anything too much. Yeah, to an extent. Um, luckily, with some of those stamped steel pans, if you torque them down hard enough, they'll actually kind of just meld to the transmission itself. Um, so within reason, if you're really badly, you know, tweaked out with a pan, it's just time for a new pan. Um, right. Gaskets aren't that thick to where they're going to fill in those huge voids, um, and that's by design. If we went with a thicker material. It's going to be more brittle, so we're going to run into problems there. And uh, it's just we like having that flexibility and shock value that these, you know, somewhat thinner gaskets provide us. I just had, oh, my question left and it came back. Um, so how long have lube blockers been around? Is this something new to the market or have they been around a while? We've been around a while. Uh, since 2004, um, we kind of laid dormant for quite a while. For about 10 years, we kind of just plugged away pretty much only in the Jeep market. Then we started gaining momentum elsewhere. Um, and then really in the last three, four years um, is where we've really kind of started to get our, our name out there in a big way and get a little more presence out in the, the greater automotive world. 
So uh, why was it dormant for 10 years, and what have you guys done to uh, promote more now? I mean, I'm just kind of curious from a show standpoint, uh, not not so much the the end user. Yeah, so when it started, it was actually owned by a different owner than owns it now. Um, All the production was actually taking place in the facility that we're currently in. Um, It was being made for a gentleman named Matt Decker, who is an insanely smart guy um, who hooked up with a uh, gentleman by the name of James Clark, who owns a motorcycle gasket company. Um, he helped, they, they helped each other get the, get the product developed, do all the R and D. Uh, Matt Decker was a full-time engineer still is and Lou blocker got to the point to where trying to work a full-time engineering job plus run a gasket business just wasn't possible. So at that point he sold it to, to the Clark family, uh, which was back, I believe in, 2014, I could be wrong on that, um, sold it to the Clark family who owns it now currently. Um, all the production stayed the exact same, same machine, same employees. Um, but then it was everything under one roof, sales, marketing, production. Um, we got serious about marketing, stuff like that, and we're able to really step it up. So you guys are hitting the shows then, I would I would imagine. Yep. We, we try to get out as many as we can. Traveling is not cheap, though, so no. it's t- We'd love to get out to all the regional stuff, but there's just too much. So uh, next show we have is the Off-Road Expo in Pomona, um, end of September, beginning of October. I forget the exact dates, but that's always a great show. So I, I, I bet you there's some interesting conversations between uh, whoever is taking the uh, the gaskets to the show and the TSA agents. Yeah. No, it, <laughs> we, uh, we, we get that all shipped freight. I've had all some right. I've had to do flyers. I, I had my bag inspected on the last times because our flyers were late coming in. So I literally had a, I think it was like a 60 pound box of flyers in my suitcase that just looked like a brick. So <laughs> well, uh, definitely, yeah, I, definitely got the note saying TSA rummage through your stuff. Yeah. Uh, no, when I, when I landed after that one. <laughs> That's great. So where, if somebody wants to buy these, where, where would they go to look? So we have, we have quite a few dealers. Um, if you head to our website, which is lubelocker.com, uh, we have a dealers page, which all our current dealers are listed out on there. Um, all our part numbers are listed out on there. So you can honestly just pull the part number, plug it into Google, and you'll probably find 10 of our dealers before you can find our website half the time because our dealers are great at marketing um, and we're not as great at internet <laughs> marketing. I thought I would just point something out. Uh, you say you have all your facilities here in the United States, so that means all the production, design, everything is done in the U.S. So this is really a U.S. product. It truly is, down to our raw materials as well. Um, our that, that base material, the, that um, rubber-coated aluminum, all of that is coming out from the Midwest. All of our chemicals for the beading and all that stuff, that's coming from the South. So it truly, uh, I mean, even down to our boxes, our boxes are coming out of Southern California, um, it is a 100% domestic product, and we're, we're very proud of that. That's, That's awesome. Yeah. yeah, definitely. And um, if are you guys on Instagram, Facebook, all that kind of good stuff? We are. So at Lublocker on, uh, on Instagram, Facebook, Lublocker. Um, there's no one else trying to pretend to be us yet, so <laughs> that's in Lublocker going to find us. No, no problems there. Not yet. Yeah. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully someday. Hopefully, we get big enough to where someone tries right. to pretend. But oh, careful what you I'm wish for. One. Yeah. I don't have to deal with that for a while. So, so uh, a number of years ago, probably fifteen at least, there was a infomercial uh, about the uh, infamous uh, blue blocker uh, sunglasses. 
<laughs> do you do you get any calls about? Do you sell sunglasses too? <laughs> no, but I do. Uh, every every time I'm trying to voice text, Siri thinks I'm saying blue blocker. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, oh, blue blue blocker. Yeah, blue blockers <laughs> is what it was. That oh, was plural, yeah. I believe. Here's yeah. a, here's a million dollar idea for you. You guys come up with a promotional tool that you give away at shows and stuff, and you do sunglasses. But the glasses, the, the glass Art part the is shapes. held by the the lube blocker uh, gaskets. Oh, and, <laughs> they're, in the, the and they're in the shape of the. They're in, <laughs> yeah, they're in the shape of the. Couple shamar. of Dana forty fours. <laughs> I'm afraid if we used our actual materials, it would definitely just turn the glasses into a puddle of plastic when we cured them. Oh but no, I, no! You you would contact China for this and just have them <laughs> print you some stuff that look <laughs> like them. <laughs> <laughs> that'd be hilarious now, uh, now you got the wheels turning now uh-huh see i come up with this nutty stuff I, so one of these <laughs> days somebody's gonna do what i'm what i'm mentioning and they're gonna well like today you guys know mike Rowe, right he does a lot of narration on science stuff and it, yeah he's uh, the dirty jobs guy oh hilarious he's just absolutely hilarious and uh, i've always enjoyed him uh, i follow him on twitter and it, it didn't hit me for years his name is mike Rowe, which is the same thing as like mike Rowe like Microsoft or micro, you know, whatever. So anytime he, I see a tweet on there, I always tell him a million dollar idea, micro ant farm. The ants are so small, you can't even see them. So it's kind of like the pet rock thing. Oh, geez. <laughs> hey, so folks, um, if you guys are going to be at Top Sail Island, um, September 24th, Route 16 is going to be selling the lube blockers in their tent. So you can just head over to their tent and and get some there. This is going to be like a big tent. You're not going to have to get you know get down on your knees and crawl in to make the purchase, right? <laughs> Tammy doesn't get it. No, I was I was reading again on the chat room. Clyde just had a question. Um, I'm like Clyde, call in. They have phones in Canada. Yeah, I know, but not, <laughs> That's not fine. this late. They can't yeah, yeah, call this we're, late. we're wrapping. He, up. He wants to know if he can get these for his shop through his usual part supplier, Napa, etc. I don't think so. I think you have to go to. He works as a mechanic. Is the re- he's asking for his yeah. uh, the shop that he works at? We do have a couple master distributors um, up in Canada, I believe. Premier Performance. Um, I don't know if Transamerica is shipping up there or not, um, but the, our, our big master distributors would be Premier Performance, Transamerica. Uh, Atec Motorsports or Meyer Distributing. So any of those four guys. If you have any questions, you can shoot me an email. I'm super easy. AJ at lubelocker.com. Doesn't get much more difficult than that. Yeah. Or, we'll, we'll put that or just a form through our website as well. We have a form submission on there as well for you. We'll put that up there in the in the show notes if that's all right with you, AJ. Absolutely. Um, so, um, well, you know, I got to tell you, I was, uh, I've been on the fence. Uh, actually, I wasn't on the fence. I was RTV. Yeah, he was a negative Nelly. Uh, yeah, I mean, I like the, I like the stuff, especially when it doesn't cost that much. It's fun to you know buy stuff for your Jeep and put it on there, especially if it. And I never thought that it didn't enhance, uh, it wouldn't wouldn't enhance my uh, my Jeep in some way. I was just thinking uh, they they retail for around twenty bucks, right? Uh, I guess it depends on which one it is. Uh, all the all the differentials uh, retails twenty one ninety five. All the transmissions twenty six ninety five. That's not bad. I, I like the transmission one a lot. I like the idea of that. But anyway, what I was going to say is, you know, it's twenty bucks, and it's not that big a deal. It's not that that big of a price. It would be nice not to have to, you know, clean the thing. The reusability would be nice. 
Uh, but I just kept going back to the RTV. I got the tube of RTV. I've had it for god awful you know, a long time. Why should I switch to something else? But all the things that you outlined, uh, it, uh, I think you've sold me. I think that uh, the next time I go to change one, I'll, I'll make a purchase. And also, too, um, I was really impressed by the, some of the things you said about how it's constructed. And when you said the really smart guy, then it made sense. And I could I just had it in my head that you guys came up with this design and you're having it made overseas, but it also to be made in the U.S. I think that's great. Absolutely yeah. wonderful. I love, love hearing that. I mean, especially when it's for a great price. You know, there's yeah. a lot of good things made in the United States that, that cost three times more than when you can buy it someplace else, which sucks, especially when you're talking about Jeep stuff. Yeah. No, I mean, we've, we've worked hard to keep that price point where it is. Um, we've had to get really creative with some purchasing stuff, especially our packaging, buying in frightening quantities to keep that price down. Um, we've gotten our, our, our crew, our production crew's gotten so efficient. It's just insane. Um, so, yeah, we're, we're proud of that. And to top it off, with every gasket, you get the five-plus horsepower sticker. So, <laughs> just saying. Yep, I have two great. of them. Oh, oh 10 horsepower. 10 up. All right, AJ, we really appreciate it. Fun interview. Uh, and, uh, again, thanks for the uh, for the video. And uh, I'll just mention Clyde. You know, Clyde's been trying to grow a beard for years, and, and it's great oh. to have somebody show him what a beard looks like. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> I didn't say anything. But off tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> Well, thanks again very much for, for joining yeah, us tonight. Thanks, and, and I uh, love my lube blockers. Thank you. Thank you for having me on the show, guys. This was a lot of fun. Yep, thank you. All right, Tammy. Well, I think that's a show for tonight. Yep, it's a wrap. We, we were on time and almost off on time. Uh, we get we get a little busy talking here, and yep. it, uh, you know how we get. <laughs> well, it's so, the guests are so fun and interesting. And, you know, even though I have the lube blockers and I put them on and I learned something new about them. And it's like this with every guest. Oh, yeah. That's, like, that's the know? great thing about having the right. guests is learning the new right. stuff. Right. So And the million-dollar ideas. I, I can't lie to you. Giving them the million-dollar yeah. ideas is fun, too. Of course, yeah. <laughs> and, folks, you can check out the Lube Lockers at Lube, L-U-B-E, Locker, L-O-C-K-E-R dot com. And you can join us Tuesday night, every Tuesday night, for the Jeep Talk Colin Show. Um, we either talk to you guys out there in the World Wide Web or we'll have a guest. And right now, we don't have anything set up for next week, but hopefully we'll find something soon. If not, we'll come up with a question and you guys can chit-chat with us. And well, Tammy, to answer that, I've got a bit of a, a bit of an announcement. You've, uh, you know from the, oh. in the back end that we've been discussing making a few changes, and I don't want to go into any great detail about that, and I apologize for not getting to talk to you ahead of time. But this is actually the last episode of oh. the Jeep Talk Call-In Show. We've been doing I've been it. fired, folks. No. <laughs> oh my God. We've been, we've been doing it for a year. Tammy uh, Tammy's aware of this. We were talking about making these changes. And uh, I don't know if it's just the, the hurricane or what, but I, I thought, you know, this is, a, this is a great opportunity just to roll up uh, at the end of the month, the last show for, uh, for August. I think it is. And uh, but we're not going to be doing away. Say we're not going to stop interviewing. We're not going to stop the interviews. We're not going to go into it to detail right now. But we're still going to do the interviews. We're just going to do it at a different time. But more information for that to follow. If you joined us tonight uh, for the call-in show, or if you uh, called in like uh, CJ Dave did, congratulations! You made it in on the last episode of the Jeep Talk Call-in Show. 
And hey, folks, don't forget to join us with Josh, myself, and Tony Thursday nights at 10 o'clock Central Time. I got it right. You guys have a great night, a great Jeep week. 